It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, it is another edition of the Roundtable Podcast. I am Paulie G, of course. Good to be with you and good to have enjoyed a nice win on the weekend. Ryan MS with us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. As I was saying, it was a good win to, that we got over those mighty dragons. And, of course, Peter Hanscom joining us, mate. Bad luck. Uh, but uh, what do you know? We um, we actually won one we were favourites for. <laughs> How are you, mate? Yeah, well, it wasn't more bad luck by the dragons, but really, really bad management there in a, on the crest of a slump at the moment, as the talk man might say. Yeah, not playing very well. <laughs> Andrew Moldock, Molinaroli. We're not with us again tonight. Uh, he was hoping to make uh, a comeback this week, but not able to do it. But should be back on deck next week for sure and certain. And we've also got Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care with us. How are you, Pat? Good, Paul. How are you, mate? Good, good. We're certainly getting to the business end of the Supercoach season and the regular season as well. So uh, huge news um, with injuries this week. I might as well dive right in the, the biggest name pretty much in um, the NRL, pretty biggest name certainly in the last uh, week was Jonathan Thurston, he was the most traded in player and what do you know he starts on five but ends up with a strained hamstring in the second half coming off early, not named this week, look we're only hearing it's a twinge, um, Paul Green their coach has come out and said you know, look there's no truth to the rumour he's going to be out a couple of weeks uh, he may even play this weekend, even though he wasn't named. What's, what's your take on it, I guess, particularly looking at the fact the Cowboys are pretty much assured of a top-four spot, it seems, you know, and they have the ability to be cautious? Yeah, I think they'd probably be clever to be leaning towards being conservative if they can. Um, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> it didn't look like it was a horrible strain, but he was certainly grabbing at it, so... Now, you don't want that to develop into a, into a bigger a bigger strain if it's um, if you used to go out and play on it when it's still a bit tight. It's um, gonna, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I would be thinking that he probably won't play. And I mean, they got another. I think it's you know eight days before their following game um, against the Tigers. Our team is it. <laughs> is it is it a one week thing or is the two weeks the media have kind of labelled it? pretty accurate. I mean, and this is a tough call now with teams vying for a super coach top eight spot in their own leagues. And now they're thinking, I've got to carry this guy on the bench and they might not even get in the top eight. Some guys, some players, super coach players are going to have to make a move. Yeah, Is the two weeks accurate or do you think one week is enough? Or the fact they're playing such a big team in the storm, do they risk it and, and bring him back this this week surprisingly, but then give him next week off? I don't know. I think probably the risk is too great for a, a restrain, and then he's in trouble for the semis. So uh, I'd be surprised if he's there in the next two weeks. I, I reckon they'll play it safe. There you if, go. If it's enough of a twinge for him to come off, um, I reckon they'll play it safe. There you go. Heard it here. Um... I think straight from the horse's mouth, but uh, you've been good for us all year. So if you're in a bit of doubt, if you can't carry him for a couple of weeks, 
maybe a quick may have been a quick trade in trade out unfortunately and this can happen this time of year super coach wise uh, let's move on to the gold coast nathan peets um got a little bit of extra information just um just a couple of hours ago um he didn't train this morning. He's in serious doubt. Nathan Friend's already going to miss a couple of weeks, uh, maybe more with a hamstring tear. So, again, these uh, troubling hamstrings. Um, Pete's, they're saying in serious doubt that he, you know, he's going to be monitored. Um, Henry's saying it's definitely going to be a light week for him, and they are concerned. I think the quote is, it's sore. He hasn't run yet. We'll wait and see, but you'd have to say he's in some element of doubt. Are we looking upon a similar scenario as we did, um, as we are for Thurston? Well, just the extra couple of days, of course, Titans not playing till Monday night and a big game against, you know, the, the lead, league leaders, Cronulla. Does that weigh into it at all? I don't think two days makes a, a massive difference for that time frame. Um, and it sounds like it's a pretty similar situation. It probably will be... Um, It'd be safer to not play him, I'd say. Given it, it sounds very similar, actually. I didn't see the footage of that one, but um, if he's not running yet, then it's a <laughs> it's a big effort to get back to game standards within a week. Yep, yep. And yeah, you know, if you do own um, Pete's, yeah, while you might not be as as rushed to get rid of him, he's not sort of as marquee as Thurston. Um, again. It, especially the Monday night game, it's very hard to risk going in with a player risking a low score um, if you don't have a sub for him left for Monday night. So I'd say be cautious yourself as a, as a super coach owner. Um, Tom Javorovic been um, a guy, a regular really, for our injury report. Um, we got a bit of extra info last night when um, Trent Barrett, the, the coach, had an interview with Triple M. In fact, even Javorovic had an interview with Triple M and gave a bit of info um, we knew that he was going to get surgery. Trent Barrett updated a little bit that information, saying he needs screws put in his ankle and uh, he's suffering syndesmosis, although I know he said in the past that's the sort of the the in-term, I guess, at the moment, and we've got to take it with a fairly large grain of salt. Jabrovic himself said, I've got a bad ankle. Sometimes I get tangled up. If I look after it during the week, I can play. He's been outstanding. Um, placed two positions. He's so good super coach wise and Manly are making a run for the finals. Everything he wants there. The only fear is this uh, this injury, Pat. Um, can you shed any further light knowing that extra information or is what you've told us in the past still sort of holding up? Yeah, I, I mean the extra info just suggests that he's got some sort of um, ligament ligamentous instability that eventually will need to be stabilised in surgery so that doesn't necessarily mean he can't run about on it. It just means that it's going to be um, sore. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to get better without surgery. But if he's, I think it's you know, the comment, the quote sort of sums it up himself. If he looks after it, he can he can get through a game. And it's it's just a bit of an element of of uh, luck as well because if it gets twisted a certain way, then it can really tweak it. Um, so you, in a way that is hoping that he can get through games without it really being unlucky enough to be tweaked in a certain direction. Mm. He looked in more discomfort last night than probably the last couple of games, but he still put up 73 supercoach points. So I don't know if the concern is going to be that great for owners because he seems to be defying you know, whether he 
he's playing through this pain or, or whether it's you know less pain or more, it doesn't seem to matter to his supercoach scores, being very consistent. And this team's going on a run, uh, manly. I, I think they're going to be right there, right until the second last, last round. So, um, you know, if you've got him already, you're smiling ear to ear, I think. A uh, couple of guys just to finish off, um, not as supercoach relevant, but Jared Mullen returning um, from a hamstring injury. Looks like he's re-injured it. And Bryson Goodwin returning a bit early from a broken arm and it looks like he's re-aggravated it. I guess um, these guys are going to be out for a little bit again, although Goodwin has been named. It's unlikely he'll play this weekend. Pat, again, the danger, I guess, of returning early from injuries it ties back in with you know our first guys we're talking about, particularly Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, for Mullen, the hamstring, um, he seems like he's got chronic problems. He's, yeah. from memory, he's had a lot of hamstring injuries. Yeah. So um, <laughs> once they go a couple, few times, they keep going. So um, they say another one, two weeks. Maybe they're being conservative. It's hard to say, but um, <laughs> he might do well with a good off-season, Jerry Mullen, so, um, because he's had so much bad luck with injuries. So... Yeah. They could shut him down for the year. I mean, he's saying oh, he's hoping it's only one to two weeks, but at this stage of the year for Newcastle, I don't know if there's much point. Yeah, I mean, he could really benefit from a good off-season and then he's such a good player when he's fit. Uh, uh, get fit and healthy and come back next year. Um, but, you know, to the more direct question, I, you know, if they, it sounds like it's not a horrible one, so they could get him back out in two weeks if they wanted to, but it would just be a niggle for him, I'd say. We'll see. We'll be somewhat surprised if he does uh, return. Pat, great info as always. Hopefully we don't have as much, fingers crossed, to talk about next week. Uh, Supercatch has been copping a hammering all year, this Thurston news. Not what we wanted to hear, but uh, that's all right. You, you, you're just the messenger. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> and, of course, you can go to uh, Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. If you live in the Sydney area, hop online, www.coogeebay.physio or give them a call, 02-9665-9667, or go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Click on the link there for 20% off your first visit. Pat, thank you so much. As always, we'll talk to you next week. No worries, mate. Speak to you next time. Okay, bye. And, Ryan, pretty awful news yet again. I mean, Jonathan Thurston, you know, most traded in player last week, and now he's out looking like, Pat saying a couple of weeks, pretty much in line with, with what we're hearing. What do you do? Do you move him? You have to trade him back out. Is there, you know? Do you have to keep him? I mean, what's the situation? Um, yeah, I guess it depends who you got backing him up. Um, if you can get away with a couple of weeks with the backup players, then I'd say you hang on to him. Um, if you can't, and if you're, you know, if you desperately want that uh, you know stud player then you're probably going to have to move him on for a couple of weeks at least and hopefully you can grab someone else um, in the meantime depending on how many trades you've got left being this is getting towards the pointy end a lot of guys would have still had Cleary um, potentially as the alternative they play the Warriors and the Roosters the next two games Penrith that's not bad if you're stuck with him for two more weeks you know if that's if that's where you're at you yeah, probably, you can probably hold Thurston and if you and if you're really low on trades and you just have to. But if you're fighting for the top eight and it's now or never, you might have to you know, move on. Yeah, you might have to bite the bullet and find someone else. Let's go.
go to the round 20 wrap now and what a week for Jared Croker. 141 supercoach points just went extremely large. Um, getting the, the match winner and sealing a hat-trick there in extra time. Um, ben Barber had the match-up, went large. Could have done even more, um, you know, had that try disallowed. It looked like it was a try um, because Michael Ennis was in the way 50 metres back. Uh, and the, the Newcastle player didn't even... Um, Chris Adams didn't even complain, yet it was called back. 125 points for Ben Barber, still a massive day for him. Trent Merrin, outstanding, 122 for the Panthers. Jack Bird, 113, just a lot of big scores this weekend in that same game, Cronulla v Newcastle. Um, Joseph Leilu, 106 for the Raiders v the Warriors. Conrad Harrell, he's back too. 104 Titans v the Eels. And Josh Papali, 102 Raiders v the Warriors yet again. Um, guys, what we've got to do now, we've got to talk about the key options we have um, now into these final six weeks. I know last week we looked at below the radar, guys, but now we're just looking at those out and outs. The guy, maybe it was an origin player. Who are you going to bring in? Um, Pete, I'll start with you. Who do you think you should be bringing in? Um, if you don't already own him, that's a guaranteed start for the Supercoach Finals. If you don't already own him, like it's a, it's pretty damn obvious. I think uh, we've discussed was a lot on the show this year, but uh, Cameron Smith is the obvious one who's who's absolutely got to be in your team. Yeah, and I mean the matchup wasn't the best last week. He scored ninety nine. You know that's right. So I know he costs a lot. And the second hooker, the next best hooker, is a, is a massive golf. I mean, if you don't own Cameron Smith, you probably, you certainly can't compete overall, and you're not really even in the in the hunt for your league. I think at that, you know, unless you you got to get him in pronto. Um, Ryan, what about you? What do you reckon? Um, ben Barber. Uh, yep, yeah, he's um building up, and I think yeah, as we mentioned before, if a few things have gone his way um, on the weekend. Uh, he could yeah, who knows what he could have scored. He's on fire. Um, yep. It's interesting this year, isn't it? Because you look at two big studs in Corey Parker and Paul Gallen. I don't think they're going to have the same impact. And if so, we've still got to see it first to believe it so we can hold on them for a bit. Smith is a definite, obviously. I don't know if you've missed the boat on Barber or not. I'm not sure where people stand. I think Tom Jabrovich may be good, but they may have missed the boat on him too. Um, I do think Andrew Fafita is one that's still ripe for the picking. Um, my only fear is Cronulla um, starting to take things easy. But because he had that week off suspended, I think it's going to work in his favour. And I think he's a guy most yeah, people will want to own in the finals. It's also something we've got to talk about. But first... Deep weird tweets. And that is the fact... A lot of uh, tweets coming through wanting to know about captain choices. Um, basically, Dom C seventy three asks, "Best captain coach in your opinion?" I picked Gow last two weeks; have been let down badly. And Jono asks, "I'm an overall player, but the captain choices are critical for us all. They both desperately want to know." Um, we can go through the predictors. We can look at it this week. We can look at it next week um, as well for you. But first, I'll throw it to you, Ryan, and, and you know, what's your strategy in regards to captaincy? How um, risk-averse, I guess, are you looking at those high upside picks and those match-up picks as opposed to your weekly in-and-out performers? 
Yeah, look, um, I personally go for the um, matchup, or you know, try and go for the matchup at, at, as best you can, um, knowing what's yeah, knowing the opponent, knowing who's who's opposite your uh, your captain. Um, you know, your outside backs, you know, versus their outside backs, that kind of thing. Um, so that's the way I go. It's more a case of getting the match up, especially coming into these last rounds, um, and especially, obviously, head-to-head. But, yeah, that's how I go. Pete, is, you know, is it is it the time to be a bit riskier, to throw caution to the weird and look at those guys or... Where you're going the other way because I mean we see a guy like Gallon you'd think would be safe but the matchup said well maybe and the and the game script said maybe because we don't know as much about Cronulla and it didn't pan out. Is it better to go with those high upside players any given week? It's um it is risky. Like um now I'll give an example. Uh, someone like a James Tedesco like he's got a high score this year of 157. I uh, was playing against the Dragons last week. We're in bad form. Ah, he scored a try, but still only got 35 points. Um, if you had him as captain, you'd be a little bit disappointed um, and probably a bit surprised, I'd imagine. Mm. So I think you'd be better off going for someone like we were just talking about who were who were players, more more of the forward variety, I think, who are going to be there for 80 minutes and do your tackles and your, and your hit-ups and so on. Um, someone like, as we mentioned about Cameron Smith before, Sam Burgess, these types of players who are going to get decent scores each week um, rather than your, your high upside, it can be a little bit risky. I said, it depends on on where you are in your competition. If you need to make up the ground and you're prepared to take the risk, then you could go for someone, and you might be able to get someone like a Jared Croker who got 140 last week. So, so that's yeah. your that's that's your risk. I, I've got to say, I kind of lean in the other corner a little bit. I, I like, I mean, you look at these days too, with so much information out there, super coach wise. You know, the players playing. It's a high standard now. We're getting seeing big overall points. Um, you've got to trust yourself. I think I think just saying, well, Paul Gallen, you know, he's the guy to stick the C on. I think those days are gone, especially since ever since the tries and the try assists went up, you know, those attacking stats went up and the base stats aren't as critical anymore, or, or they are essentially a base. They're quite a low base. And Pete, I mean, Croker's a great example last week. You know, we knew he had a good matchup. Looking at this week, got guys like Tom Trebrovich. Now, he's predicted to go 22 and a half above his average. It's a great matchup against the Knights. Coming in at fullback, we do have the injury concerns, but Pat said you know, earlier in the show, reasonably confident he should be okay. Big, you know, big upgrade, big uptick. Could be worth a shot as captain. Do you use the vice-captain loophole? Ryan, I know that you're kind of anti it in principle, but coming down to the business end of the year, do you use it or do you not want to risk, you know, a lower score um, in trying to use it, you know, because you might end up taking your lowest score from your bench? Yeah, well, that's right. But, look, I think at this stage of the year um, and if you need it, then you've, you've got to use it. It's another, it's another risk strategy um, in essence. Uh, so I, I, I think that you have to really... Um, at least give it some thought because it's very useful, especially um, if you set it up correctly. Yeah, we look at a guy like Trent Merrin. You could have thrown the VC on him, um, not really expecting much, but getting the 120-odd. We started with 103 and then it got, 
you know, in the re-evaluations got bumped up, but even that you might be happy with. Um, I don't mind going for all, going for it all. I mean, look at guys like Sam Burgess and Bryce Cartwright. They've got nice upticks again this week. Cam Smith gets an uptick, you know, and is a high base player anyway. Um, so there's a few good options there this week. Gallon is still high, but you know, pretty much him and Sean Johnson just expected around average. Maybe you're not looking at at those guys for feet are the same. Um, and the guys like Harris and Croker have been pretty good. Um, but again, not as much of a gap between what they're predicted to do this week and their par scores. So, you know, depending on what you're looking at, I think I think for mine, Trebovic, Cam Smith, Brett Morris is up there, but far riskier, I think too risky. Um, Sam Burgess, Bryce Cartwright. I think, I think you're looking for those this week, one of those that you feel comfortable with. Sticking the sticking the C on. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Uh, you can find us each and every week on iTunes. Subscribe to us or via our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Uh, we've got another tweet to read out later in the show. So if your tweets haven't been read out yet, don't worry. We're going to get to them at the end of the show. Um, but we just wanted to go specifically about those captaincy there. Speaking of our website... The recaps are up right now, and probably the previews won't be too far away by the time you're listening to this either, so make sure you go there for that. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros. We tweet out before each and every game. Any late changes there, and also our favourite picks there. You can also find via the previews. Let's go to the price predictors now, and the gains. Well, Tane Milne was outstanding for the Dragons in a beaten lineup last week, and now the two games he should go up quite away. Bunty Afoa, we talked about him last week. Well, he got the bump we expected, and he will get another one. Playing outside, Sean Johnson's really helping. If you did have the trades up your sleeve and brought him in, you'd be pretty happy with that. Some quick cash to make at this time of year. Um, not a usual occurrence, so you're certainly taking advantage of that if you were able to do it. Uh, Jarvid Bowen, another one there to go up. Valentine Holmes is on the comeback. If you invested in him earlier in the year, you'll get some uh, a bit of value back now if you're looking to upgrade him into another into a real stud. You can hold on to him for a couple more weeks before doing that. Conrad Harrell, I think he's, it's time that you can bring him in if you're looking for Pete, uh, a, a guy that could have that stud level performance but not at the same cost if you're a bit behind the eight ball Harrell's the guy to, to bring in surely um, you know at, at you know still at the 225,000 mark yeah he's good value isn't he he's been in uh, tremendous form I could, I could never understand why you can get more game time at the Warriors but uh, the Warriors losses the Titans gain and he's he's been outstanding made a, a great uh, um Break there against the Dragons uh, a couple of weeks ago and was, and was good against Parramatta again last week. So, yeah, he's great value at the moment. And out, playing outside some halves that are in good form too. Some other guys to think about down the list a bit further include Jack Bird, uh, Josh Papali and Aidan Caesar there that uh, you may be keeping an eye on. But the losses, on the other hand, um, well, we've already talked a bit about Bryson Goodwin. He's going to be out anyway, but a big loss for him. Cameron Munster's on a bit of a downtick. So there's another guy that sort of hit the peak. If you've got the trades in hand and and you're more worried about cash at this late stage, yes, maybe you could, you know, do a switcheroo. Um, He's got a downgrade in this week's game against the Cowboys, but, you know, it's hard to say whether he can can beat that out. 
Uh, Latrell Mitchell, he's certainly on the slide. Moved to the wing. Um, he's pretty much a must-sell now. Uh, Ryan James continues to go down. He's a sunk ship now, so you've basically got to stick with him if you didn't offload him earlier. Um, most likely where Bryce Cartwright's another one, although you can't uh, really do much other than hold him because uh, that upside's just way too great, I think, uh, to ever let go of Bryce Cartwright at the moment. He's still playing some pretty good footy despite a lower-than-usual output on the weekend. Paul Gallon is also at the bottom of that list. Interestingly enough, if you haven't brought him in yet from um, the origin period, Ryan, probably you're waiting even another week or two now, and he might almost be your last trade-in for your Supercoach finals. Yeah, it's looking that way. Um, yeah, uh, as we were talking about before, not not really um, pumping out the points um, like in the past, um, despite a good matchup on the weekend. And, yeah, with the price, uh, you could, yeah, probably even wait, yep, another week and then have another reassessment because, yeah, it's not looking like he's that he's that go-to, that, you know, that, that standard guy that you go to. He's going. He's likely to go under 400000 which would make him great, great value even as soon as next week. Um, let's go on to the previews now, and let's start with the Roosters v. the Broncos, the Thursday night game. Um, Dale Copley back at centre, um, so Mitch Orbison goes into the second row. Takiaho at lock, because Warira Hargraves is out injured. Uh, Liu remains in the starting 13 in the middle third. Sticking with Blake Ferguson at fullback, as we mentioned just before, Latrell Mitchell still on the wing. Not very good news for his owners. For the Broncos, Tom Opacic goes into the starting lineup. So Alex Glenn and Matt Gillette are both back in the second rows. Blair is now in the front row because Josh Maguire is suspended and so is Sam Dido yet again. Jaden Sewer comes onto a five-man bench. Um, a nice upgrade for Jake Friend here, but probably not really trusting many roosters. Maybe Cordner and Pierce. Ben Hunt gets the big upgrade, but I tell you what, he'd have to turn around his form pretty remarkably to trust him there. Parker, Boyd, Oates are probably better. Milford and Gillette get down ticks, but you're probably still starting both of them. Ryan, roosters are close to a win. Could this be the day they get it, or are, the, are Brisbane going to you know, turn this poor form around? Um, I think the Broncos will probably win. I'm not 100% confident, um, but they did a fair job on the Bunnies, and I'm not suggesting that the Bunnies are going as bad as the Roosters or vice versa at the moment, but um, just Broncos should have more to play for um, in that manner. Um, also, Matt Gillette is back, which will help the Broncos, and I think he's uh, a good pick if you got him. Um, Blake Ferguson... At fullback, if he can have a game like he did despite the loss on the weekend, then he's another one that, yeah, that if you do have, you shouldn't. But if you do have him, he's probably a um, probably a good look. Um, it's very hard game to pick, I think. Ferguson at fullback, he might have done well, but the team doesn't look as good with him there. But then no, again, his yeah. defence up in the line. You know, That's what I was thinking. No wonder they moved him to fullback. <laughs> Uh, Bulldogs and the Dragons, um, same 17 for Canterbury. Um, for St. George Lawara, Tyson Frizzell goes back into the back row. Mike Cooper starting with Tarek Sims on the bench. Jacob Host and Will Matthews are both 
back there with Tyrone McCarthy going to 18th man. Leeson Armour out suspended. Brett Morris should bounce back here with a big game, uh, all things being equal. James Graham, Aiden Tolman, David Clemmer are all good as well. Even Moses Embai and Josh Reynolds and Josh Morris um, are guys there that you could target, at least in daily leagues. Tane Milne is a potential trade-in candidate this week if you've got enough trades up your sleeve and you're not just picking up the old uh, nupties. Kurt Mann is a small uptick, but the rest are downgrades. Maybe you're starting you and Aitken if you have to, Pete. The dogs were horrible last week, but then again, everything kind of went against them. Can they bounce back against your team team that, as you said earlier, is sliding down uh, in many ways very fast? I would expect that Des Hasler would be absolutely out whipping the Bulldogs this week. Um, that was pretty diabolical what they put in on Thursday night up there. Admittedly, Thurston particularly gave them a master class yes. for 50 minutes. If you've been, been on the field for the whole game, I, I don't know what the <laughs> super coach school would have been. I don't know what the Cowboys school would have been. But anyway, yeah, you would expect the, the Bulldogs to bounce back here. Um, there's a lot of players that had bad games for the Bulldogs last week, including I thought Josh Jackson wasn't very good. Um, David Clemmer, I think, has been a bit of an underperformer. But, yeah, you would expect Brett Morris, particularly up against his old club, to play well. Also, Hopawati, I think, it would be uh, reasonable value there. Um, elsewhere, for yeah, the, some of the forwards there are obviously very good. James, the likes of James Graham and, and Tolman. For the Dragons, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty sad tale. Uh, Milne was, yeah, it was a shining light last week. I thought his, um, his game against the Tigers was very good when he got the ball, which wasn't often enough. Um, Benji tried hard. Maybe, I think even Frizzell's getting less time now. Cooper's trying hard. He's only got a few weeks left with the Dragons before we go back to England. But that's, they're about the only see super coach wise for the Dragons at the moment. So I'd expect the Bulldogs to, to get away with it and pretty convincingly, really. Could be some decent options for the Bulldogs in the back line if they do start to run away with it um, later on in that game. Uh, must admit, St George always play Canterbury tough, but so that's one to consider. Warriors v the Panthers. Tumalolololalia gets the start at fullback finally. Uh, David Fisitu will move to the centres. Blake Ashford goes to the bench. Expecting he might deputise in the back row some point through the game, um, especially because Bodine Thompson's still not named. Not great news for his owners there. Um, ben Madalino named to start, but James Gabay probably will, like what happened last week with Madalino off the bench. Penrith, the same 17 that is on fire at present. Uh, Johnson and Fisher, two are great options for the home side. Luke and Mannering should also do well, whereas Cartwright and Merrin, as they have been week on week, the best for Penrith, and Tyrone Peachy gets an uptick. Ryan, this is another one of those games that could be really massive for some, and I guess fan sports lineups as well. But who are you targeting that may go really large? Yeah, well, look, I think Lola here is a good option at fullback. I know he's been out uh, on the bench for a little while, um, but I think he plays some pretty decent football and against the Panthers who have been pretty inconsistent in defence. Um, he's a big chance. Um, he he on the, looked really good, didn't he, in those few minutes that he was on the field against the Raiders, uh, you know, darting yeah. in everywhere. Kind of like Tom Dravojevic does for Manly the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, like, And obviously David Fustua has done absolutely nothing wrong. Um, he's been killing it at fullback lately, but he's in the centres, so I don't think he's going to factor into much. Uh, Bunty Afoa is someone who I'd be looking at. 
um, for sure. He gets close to the try. He either scores a try or gets very close. Um, and he likes running off the off the short passes, um, and he's pretty hard to stop. I think he's a really good option and a good option for the future. Um, on the Panthers side, um, Moylan obviously, Cartwright, Cleary, they're the they're year three that are, uh, I, I think, pretty certain to um, put some points up. Um, the other guy would be um, Trent Marin. Uh, Panthers are in good form, but it is over in New Zealand. The Warriors have to win. There's a lot of things going on in this game. Um, it can, they, I think it's got the um, ingredients to go large for a number of players. But once again, it's just going to be one of those things where you just have to pick it right. But I think... Backs from backs from the Warriors and the Panthers. I think they'll have a good day. The steadier hands for the Panthers. The Eels feed the Tigers. Val Tata is in for the injured Barita Faremo while Manu Ma'u is contesting um, his suspension or he's grading on his um, tackle. He's still being named at left centre, but there could be a change there. The Tigers have the same 17. That means no Robbie Farah for now. Chris Lawrence and Tim Grant are in some doubt, so maybe... There's still some rejigging to be done to that lineup. Michael Gordon gets a big upgrade here. Mo, if he plays, Edwards worth a shot. Uh, you have to really be trusting that the Eels haven't packed it in to, to put them in your lineup. Tedesco gets a big downgrade, but realistically still a must start, just as we talked about earlier with captaincies, not, not captain. Aaron Woods, Luke Brooks, Elijah Taylor are the decent options here. Pete, you witnessed our Tigers in the flesh last week. Can they do a number on the ailing Eels? Yeah, funny, hey, the Tigers starting favourite two weeks in a row. Um, but no, they they were really good last week. I, I was I was impressed. And I knew they were going to attack well. I said before the game they'd be exciting to watch, and they were. Um, but their defence on their own line was also very solid. I was really impressed with them. Um, uh, yeah, Mitchell Moses just got hold of the game there for a ten-minute period in the middle of the second half, and you know put on a try and and put it down, put out 40-20, and you know, he, was, he, was, he was brilliant. Uh, Brooks was very good also. Um, yeah, the whole lineup I thought was solid. Yeah, you can't trust really trust Parramatta. Like, I see uh, players like Bevan French and Clinton Gutherson uh, got good super coach points last week, and I think they'll, they'll still continue to try hard. But it's it's just going to get worse at Parramatta. I think the levy's about to break, and I think the, the Tigers will, will be able to put a pretty decent score on them. I think players like uh, Nofaluma, Tedesco, um, and the like, Moses Brooks, as I said, will be in for a field day. I think it's going to be a could be a really good win for the Tigers. Cowboys feed the storm next, and uh, Ray Thompson in for Jonathan Thurston, and we heard from Pat Lyons earlier in the show for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care saying... Thurston probably won't play, even though Paul Green, the coach, not ruling it out entirely. For the Storm, Welsh is back to the bench. Kafusi starting, but we expect that to change again on game day. Uh, Lowe and Tamalolo are the safest here. Morgan and Cooper get big down ticks. Bowen could be an interesting fan sports option with a nice matchup. Cameron Smith gets a big tick. He could be a captain choice, as we said earlier. Tahu Harris, Jesse Bromwich, Kevin Proctor and Dale Finucan are all must starts. Cameron Munster gets a big down tick, so temper your expectations there. Ryan, um, I guess the Thurston admission takes some of the sting out of this big game. Um, maybe the eyes turn to Michael Morgan and Supercoach-wise, probably the high-flying Storm players. Their, their big names have been going very well of late. 
Yeah, well, that's right. Look, Cam Smith, I think, is a um, is a definite to play. Uh, you play him in this game 100%. Um, Tohu Harris and uh, Finucane, both excellent. Um, with the Storm backs, you're just not sure. Like, you would have thought that last week... Um, Vanavalu and Korobiti would have yeah. scored at least a try between them. They didn't end up doing so. Yeah. Um, so they're a bit hard to pick. Um, on the Cowboys side, I think, well, they're they're number 12 and 13, Lowe and Tomalolo. Um, are good options. Um, maybe Lachlan Coote. It's just a bit hard knowing what's going to happen in terms of how they're going to play it without Thurston in the side. Yeah, and that's the key thing. We assume Thompson, who's been good on at, on the right half, filling in for Morgan. We assume that he'll have to switch to the left side, but Thurston, he's so dynamic playing both sides of the field. Maybe Coote gets uh, more involved as well. Rabbitohs v the Raiders. Michael Oldfield is in for uh, the hands of Joe Burgess. Zane uh, <laughs> Musgrove's in for David Tyrrell. Sam Burgess being named at lock again. We think he'll play right edge um, with Turner in the middle. George and Tom Burgess swap spots. Tom is under potential suspension cloud as well, I believe. Um, Raiders are unchanged. That means Paul Vaughan's still in the New South Wales Cup. But you never know with Ricky Stewart. He might be sort of just... Mm, Moving things around, rotating. He's got such a such depth in the forwards. Um, Sam Burgess is best here. Cody Walker gets a big down tick, but I think uh, you can start him uh, no matter what. He's proven himself of late. Um, Jared Croker, again, best for the Raiders. He's got a small uptick. Lalea and Papali should be safe. Aiden Caesar's got the biggest upgrade there, so that's an interesting choice. Souths are now mathematically out of the equation, Pete. So surely Canberra get things going. On here, can we play all their guys with with confidence? Anyone that you own, I think so. Um, the only problem with the Raiders is their is uh, not the opposition so much, but the, but when they beat themselves, they as Ricky has said, they tend to drop in and out of games a little bit, which gave their supporters a hell of a fright last Saturday and has done on a few other occasions this year. So they put in consistent eighty minutes. I think they can. They could put on any old score against a, a Greg Inglis-less um, South Sydney. Uh, yeah, once again, as we said earlier in the show, this is where you debate. You look at the outside backs versus your forwards in terms of your captain and, and maximum super coach points. It, it is hard to go past blokes like Jared Croker and, and Lalia there and Rapana have been in sensational form all year. Uh, Blake Austin has been a little bit um, quiet overall, quieter than I expected him to be. Um, but, yeah, it might be just the week he breaks free. Um, yeah, and then the forwards like the Papa is absolutely class, and as is uh, Junior Paulo there, of course. And it's good to see um, Sean Penson back in first grade there. But any of those, most of those camera players, yeah, you'd be very interested in putting in your team. And for the South, yeah, as we've been saying, Burgess has been not getting the massive scores, but being consistent, so he's the he'd be the obvious one there. Uh, Seagulls and the Knights, um, same 17 for Manly, but we know that with the Monday night footy, Trent Barrett always does that. Matt um, Wright is the one we expect to make way because of the injury. Jake Mamo back for fullback for the Knights. Stane Gagai goes to the centres. Pat Matautia, 18th man. David Barner's in for the suspended Mitchell Barnett. 
who has been their best pretty much since moving up there. So that's another big loss for them. Another loss, as we talked about at the top of the show, is Jared Mullen out injured. Jack Cogger comes in for him. Josh King is a new front row forward with Sam Mateora going to the bench. Daniel Saifiti also returns via the bench. And Mickey Payer is 19th man. Tom Travorovic is best here in a big way. The the um, potential of a risky but rewarding captain choice definitely He's got to be in your fan sports lineups. George Tafua, Jamie Lyon, Dally Trevins are also good, while Jake Jabrovich and Jamie Bure probably a bit safer and also got high upsides. No one to trust for the Knights, despite the fact that Hodkinson and Ross get the upgrades because of the matchup versus Manly. Ryan, it's probably time to load up on Eagles players. I guess the only fear is Newcastle do always lift for Manly. And you know, they've kind of been going good game, bad game, so they're due for at least a decent showing this weekend. Yeah, it's tough whenever the, whenever you've got a game involving the Knights because um, they can play well and they put the effort in. Um, it just depends on if that effort comes up with any fruit early. If it does, then they're in the game. If it doesn't, then they generally um, yeah Fade. leave the... Yeah, fade the game pretty fade out the game pretty quickly. Um, look for Manly, both of Dubois, I think, are pretty good. Um, Jamie Lyon is a definite, I would say, especially looking at that um, Newcastle backline. I think mm. he might torment them a little bit. He was good on Monday night too. He he was really good. Um, amazed um, at his ability to stay on the field despite calling the ref a cheat. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, they're good. I, no one from Newcastle, you really can't. Maybe Nathan Ross if you have to. Surely, <laughs> surely no one owns Knights players now. <laughs> yeah, no. Mitch Barnett gets sold this week as your last. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm just doing it for doing it for the fans. I don't know. <laughs> Let's uh, finish with the uh, Monday night game now. Titans v the Sharks. Greg Bird back for Gold Coast. Ignatius Parsi to the bench. The impressive Nathaniel Petaru has to go to 18th man. Ryan Simpkins comes in for Nathan Friend. We know that Pete's is in doubt and probably Kieran Mosley will replace him. We don't think he'll play, according to Pat Lyons. Uh, for Cronulla, James Maloney's back for Fa'u Manu Brown. Ryan James best for the home side, but there is a big down tick. Uh, so there is some risk there. Ash Taylor, Zeb Taya as well. Paul Gallon, Andrew Fafita should be decent, but probably don't have as high a ceiling as some of the back line. Ben Barber should do well. Jack Bird, Valentine Holmes and Michael Innes get big upticks. Ennis renounced his retirement. He's, you know, hookers on the Gold Coast. We love that. Uh, super coach wise uh, so there's a lot going for him. Pete, a lot going for Cronulla at the moment. 15 in a row now, but... They've got to eventually lose, right? Is this the danger game we've been waiting for, or is it Cronulla all the way? There's been about half a dozen danger games, hasn't there? They went <laughs> quite against the Roosters. You know, they just edged out the Cowboys. They, you know, they've just edged out a few of them. And that was not quite impressive against Newcastle the other day. They, they, they did, you know, pretty much what they had to do, and you know, just gave it to their backline and bang. Um, they were very, very good, and that was without Maloney, so full credit to them. Um, in the Cronell team, yeah, you can take your pick, really. It's uh, Jack Bird. It wouldn't be a bad captain option either. Um, the rest of the season, they've got a, a very decent, um, or pretty decent draw on the way home. 
So you've got Bird and blokes like Bird and Holmes there. Uh, Maloney, um, as I said, Andrew Fafita is back and fresh. Amos will be even more determined than ever now. Um, Luke Claus and so on. Um, the lineup's just yeah, awesome. And Ben Barber has just been incredible, both on field, super coach-wise, and, yeah, he's a must-be a fans boss as well. Um, for the Titans, yeah, there's not um, there's a few there, and they're really starting to come on. Harrell uh, would be a, a very, very worthwhile option. Uh, Ashley Taylor also, of course. Um, and in the out in the backs there, they've got some decent backs other than those of Anthony Don and uh, and David Mead as well. Lenny McDonald is a good good catcher off a of bomb. Um, and yeah, Zeb Taylor, Chris McQueen, they're all it's uh, it's not bad, but yeah, Cronulla you'd expect. Um, to get the edge in this one, it'll be close again, I think. But I think Cronulla will um, will just edge him out. Got to go to our final um, tweets for tonight, and it's from Drew Johnson at Supercoach Pros. He is three hundred and forty fourth uh, overall with four trades, first place in seven of his ten comps. He needs to leave out two of Jesse Bromwich, James Graham, Anthony Milford and Boyd. Courtney is asking for help. Four pretty good players. Um, I'm going to start with the what the predictor says. Bromwich, um, 68 this week, 65 next week, up into 70, round 23, um, 66, round 24, 65, round 25, 64, round 26. You get the idea there. For Bromwich, Graham, very similar, 68, 69, 65, 64, 66, and 64 again. Those two, you're not going to see much fluctuation. The other two, Milford, starting all right, 68, 69, 65, 64, 66, and 63. And Cordner, 67, 72, 73, 62, 51, and 68. So more variations there. Look, Milford, he's been out of touch a little bit of late. The predictor, of course, goes through the whole year. I'd be a little bit more concerned about Milford, but then again, at his cost, whether that's an issue for you, Drew, um, you know, you're probably holding on to him in his position as well. Ryan, I'll throw it to you first. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you make of it? Um, well, first off, great stuff, Drew, killing it. Um, but I think that, to be honest, out of those four. Leaving two out, um, I'd be more inclined to leave the MILF and Cordner out. Um, Bromwich and Graham, whilst probably don't have the capacity to get the luck to go very large as, as say, Milford would, but they are very consistent and they're definitely going to be point scoring from now until the end of the, um, till the end of the season because because of their consistency, it's going to make it a lot easier, um, I think, in terms of picking picking your side, um, basically. Mm. It's going to give you two guys that you know I'm, you can count on. I've got to agree. I'm, I'm worried now with Milford because we haven't seen it. Look, he could turn it on in a, in a, in a flash. And we, you know, yes, so, you know, there's always that risk. But from what we've seen to now, we don't, we can't predict Brisbane are going to turn this around. We just can't. And Milford then is a you know a low floor option. There's a lot of times he's going to get low scores when Brisbane aren't putting up enough points themselves as a team. 
board coordinator, we talked about the Roosters last week. Yeah, they've been out of it so long, they're kind of actually playing better footy than teams that are starting to drop out of the race. But there's still that risk. He's not got anything to play for. A niggling injury could be the end of his season. Whereas Graham and Jesse Bromwich do. Uh, Peter, I'll throw it to you. I'm thinking Jesse Bromwich is a definite, but I guess James Graham, the perennial Super Cage 18th man, never quite as good as, as, as the very top players. Yeah, maybe he misses out. Maybe you're going with one of those other two. It's a, it is a good question. And I agree with Ryan. Well done on, on this, uh, on this fan. He's, uh, he's done extremely well there. Um, now what I would say with Milford, I, I agree with what you guys said. It's, it's, um, turning this around. Don't forget this, this week they've had they've got Sam Thiday suspended and they've got Josh Maguire suspended. Um, so their forward strength is a little bit down and, and Milford's not going to go anywhere without a decent forward pack. And that was showed last week. They just got I thought their forwards were overrun by Penrith. Uh, played a really good tactical game against them. Um, and I, you know, I can't see Milford getting a, a decent a really good score this week. They're upset it. Um, so he's definitely got to go. Um, I hear what you're saying about um, about James Graham just being on the edge there, but um, this thing about the injuries that we discussed a few weeks ago um, with Cordner, he got injured in the in the first state of Origin game, as we all know. He has come back very, very well in the last few weeks. But there is always that possibility. It's a very fine line. I think Bromwich definitely, definitely, definitely keep. Um, whereas both he and James Graham will play every game unless they're in an ambulance, basically. So, no, I'd be, I'd be going with consensus and sticking with Bromwich and, and James Graham. Yep. Drew, I, we are, I, <laughs> we've been able to help you there. Uh, maybe not the upside if Milford or um, Boyd Cordner goes particularly large, but I think over the course of the six rounds, safer options there. That's all we have time for for the show. Of course, we'll be back again next week. Ryan, thank you very much. No worries at all. Pete, thank you as always. Good luck this uh, Friday night. Thank you. I am Paulie G. Andrew, back with us next week. Thanks so much to Pat Lyons as well from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go and visit him if you require some physio treatment and you live in the Sydney area. We highly recommend it. And uh, get online and, and follow us on Twitter if you don't already do that. At Supercoach Pros, give us a like on Facebook and, of course, subscribe to our iTunes uh, podcasts there and go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye for now.